Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Our guest today is Jennifer Browning. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Jennifer Browning works for the Boeing Company in the Global Trade Controls Department, but her interest in the global community doesn't stop there. Since 2018, she has also worked with Samaritan's Purse as the area coordinator for the Irving and Grand Prairie, Texas area team of year-round volunteers. Right now, she and her volunteers are gearing up for one of Samaritan Purse's biggest and most well-known annual events, Operation Christmas Child, the topic of our discussion today. Before we get to that, let me tell you that Jennifer attends Indian Hills Baptist Church, where she serves as a Sunday school teacher and on several committees. Jennifer, I see you as joyful, creative, and resourceful. Being a good helper gives you an advantage as a leader of volunteers. How do you see yourself? So first and foremost, a child of God uh, that loves to serve others and um, just um, reaching out to others and serving them. How do you think that was formed in you? When did you first notice that you were a helper? Um, so I grew up in a Christian family and so I accepted the Savior, um, Jesus, um, early on as a small child. And so I just always had that need for serving others. You know, that's where I find my happiness and my joy. And so throughout my years, I've just volunteered with different organizations. Um, for a couple of years, I was serving in um, Arlington at the homeless shelter for a while. And then with the Grand Prairie Parks and Recreation team, I did the Grand Rangers for a while um, and then found Operation Christmas Child and realized that that was where I've been, you know, wanting to serve my whole life. So it's amazing. I love that. I love being a helper too. Um, to be able to identify needs and make a difference in the lives of others has been such a joy for me and so mm -hmm. rewarding, not just knowing that I'm helping an organization that I value, but the people that I meet yes, that are also, you know, mm -hmm. united in the same goal. And that mm -hmm. has been so rewarding as well. Um, so who are some of the people that encouraged you? Did you grow up in a family of helpers? Uh, so, yes, my mom's always been a server. She's always, you know, every time the church doors were open, we were up there doing decorations or getting together fellowships, different things like that. Um, and so just it's just always been a part of me to always want to do other things um, outside of just there was work. But, you know, you do your day job, but then there's other things you want to do to help others and help your local community and help them. Um, children around the world um, just get to know more about Jesus. One of the things that I think keeps people from being a helper is they don't think they have the time. You're working full time. How are you managing both of these very busy things? It's priorities. So it's less time watching TV. It's less time, you know, playing video games on your iPad and your iPhone. And, you know, we make time for what we want to make time for. And so there's always an excuse on the reason why you're not going to do something. But if it's something that brings you passion and joy, uh, you're going to make time for it. And you'll see the time opens up for it. I love that. So you're also encouraging other helpers by organizing them. How hard was that for you to move from helper to leader? 
So actually, when I first started, uh, when I came on to apply for Operation Christmas Child to be a year-round volunteer, I was coming in like, okay, well, I'll just be a church relations team member or something like that. And they came and they were like, oh, we want you to be area coordinator. And it was like, what? You want me to do what? <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So now I have a team full of amazing people, um, cross denominations, you know, but we're all united together just for the same purpose, you know. And so it's just amazing to see who God sends um, to be a part of our team. Absolutely. So for people who are unfamiliar with Operation Christmas Child, why don't you bring us up to date? Tell us a little bit about how it got started and, and what it is. What, it, what does it do in the world? Okay. So Operation Christmas Child got started um, in 1990. Actually, it was started in the UK uh, by a couple there. And they were reaching out to, at that time, there was the Bosnia um, ethnic cleansing war that was going on. And so they wanted to give kids um, Christmas gifts because they weren't going to have Christmas. And so they did it for a couple of years. And then in 1993, they reached out to Samaritan's Purse and Franklin Graham and asked him to help out. And so um, it's kind of funny when he tells the story where they called in the summer. He kind of forgot about it. And then they called back and we're like, hey, where are we at with the boxes? And he's telling them like, OK, hold on. Let me call me back in a week. So he calls, you know, and <laughs> gets one of the local churches. And they and by the end have 28,000 boxes that they've put together to send over to Bosnia. And so they delivered those um, around Christmas time. And after that, it just became a project of Samaritan's Purse. Um, Operation Christmas Child was formed. And there's, um, so every year they send shoe boxes around the world and it's kind of grown from there. Uh, the first couple of years, it just uh, was about the shoe boxes. And after a couple of years, they realized we need a gospel um, portion of this. The kids need to be learning about you know, why they're getting these gifts. They need to know about God. And so they added um, that piece of it. And so before every shoebox the children receive, they get to hear the gospel message. And so they walk through it, um, hear it. They get a little booklet in their own language called The Greatest Gift that has little stories that they get to take back home with them. Um, And then afterwards, they get invited to a 12-lesson discipleship program and after that, when they complete, they get a whole graduation ceremony with a Bible in their own language and a certificate. And the families are invited to that. And so it's like just this whole program that's all about spreading uh, the gospel message to these children. And the reason why do we do a shoebox? Like, what's the point? Like, it's a tiny little box. What's that going to do? And so that tiny shoebox is that tangible expression of God's love. And these children are seeing that, you know, God loves them, Jesus loves them, and people around the world that they're never going to meet, you know, in person here that loves them, cared enough to pack a box of these wonderful items, prayed over that box, and it made it to those children. Wow, what an mm-hmm. amazing story. And it's so funny to think that Franklin almost backburnered this. <laughs> and this is one of the things now he's most known for. Right. So you yeah. can tell that's absolutely, a, and that's what happens, right? It's not about, a person. This isn't about the Franklin Graham. This is about God's mission and his ministry. And that's what we're all here for. It's not because we're here for a certain person or a certain church. We're here because it's God's mission to reach these children. I think that's so exciting about God's work. Sometimes the littlest things to us turn out to be some of the biggest mm-hmm. things in God's kingdom. Right. Have you found that to be true in your service? Well, absolutely. I mean, I never would have thought like, again, a shoebox that when I first started was thinking it was just, oh, it's another toy program, 
you know, and that's absolutely not what this is about. This is an evangelism program. It's all about spreading the good news. And so to be able to see that happening all across the world is just amazing. I didn't know that it was anything more than just a gift mm -hmm. drive. And so I am thrilled to hear that there's follow-up, that you're actually not just giving toys away, but mm -hmm. you're actually building relationships with the churches and the people on the ground who are doing the work and who are, um, you're meeting children, you're meeting families. And wow, what an exciting thing. It's so much more mm -hmm. than just yes. a box. And it's not... It's not the team of Operation Christmas Child that's um, passing out these shoe boxes. So it's the local church on this side that's giving the gifts to the local church on the other side that are trained. They go through a two, three-day training program, which is um, in-depth, so that they know how to um, tell the story um, of Jesus and the salvation, discipleship in a child-friendly way. And so they learn that they have like a script, they practice with each other, um, and then they go out and they have a complete strategic plan that they come up with about what villages they're trying to go to. So it's not, they're not hitting the same village over and over. The whole point is an opportunity to go into a new village, a new area, um, to build new churches, to expand on this church, you know, things like that. I didn't so, know that either. Yes. I thought that once we made relationships, that was an ongoing commitment then to the people in that community, but no. So, right. It's always wow. something, yeah, they're always trying. It's all about growing um, the church. And so they're always reaching out to new places. Um, there was a wonderful story um, about the Hemba tribe in Namibia. And so back in the spring of 2016, um, that was one of the strategic places they had reached out to. So that's called the Unreached People Group, which is a group where 2% or less are Christians. It's called an Unreached People Group. And that's a title, not just Operation Christmas Child, that's, you know, across um, the world. And so they have no written language of their own. And so they had identified like, okay, we want to reach out to the Hemba tribe. We want to bring, you know, the, uh, bring Jesus to them. And they had never heard about Jesus. So they reach out to the Hemba tribe leader, and he agrees that they can come in and, you know, give these gifts to the children. And so Samaritan's Purse worked with the seed company. And what they did is, like I was saying, each child receives the greatest gift in their own language. Well, they didn't have a written form. So how are you going to give them? So what did they do? They worked with the seed company, and they, they translated into their language and put them on solar MP3 players so that the children would have that. And so they went through the same thing. They went through the discipleship program and they received and um, on the MP3 player, the greatest journey material, they received all of that. And so they were still able to go through that same format. And um, back in two, 2019, they had their first dedication of a church wow. in that village. Um, and then in 2021, another nearby village. So there are 5,000 Himba people, and that first church right now, there's 80 people, and then in the next church, there's 100. And so you have these churches, again, all because, you know, a strategic team was like, we need to take this. And the local churches within Namibia saw that they needed to reach out to the Himba tribe. And wow. so the gospel is getting to these people through a simple shoebox. Wow. And that was a very innovative way to overcome 
a, a challenge. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I noticed that a lot of uh, unreached people groups for whom there aren't materials in their mm-hmm. language or because they haven't been formally educated, they don't know how to read, mm-hmm. those solar-powered MP3 players are carrying the gospel in places mm-hmm. that have just never, ever heard it before. So how exciting yes. and exciting to see uh, Samaritan's Purse right on the cutting edge of that. Mm-hmm. That's, that is amazing. So we've been talking about shoeboxes a little bit. I remember the very first time my family and I did a shoebox, we actually took a pair of shoes out of a box and put other things in it. Correct. But you've got a new, you've got a new method for that. Tell us. So uh, you can still do a plain old shoebox. Like it does not have to be. There are the um, shoebox, printed shoeboxes that Samaritan's Purse has that uh, churches and families can purchase. Um, there's plastic shoeboxes available uh, at those. Hobby Lobby. You can you see know. what you're getting. <laughs> And you can see, um, and those are very nice, sturdy boxes, um, but you don't have to do those. It can be any shoe box um, that you have in your closet that you get from the store. Um, you can run to Walmart and get one of those plastic shoe, bo- you know, standard size shoe boxes um, and just fill it full of, you know, starting with a wow item, you know, so that wow item, maybe a soccer ball or a Barbie doll or a baby doll that's nice and squishy, a stuffed animal, and then fill it full and surround it with, um, School supplies, and there's hygiene items you can do um, just to fill it full of nice items for children from age 2 to 14. Several years ago, you were collecting T-shirts in our area through Nextdoor, yes. and that's how you and I met. Yes. Because we rounded up some T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you were using the T-shirts for. Yes, so you always be creative. And so we took T-shirts and we transformed them into jump ropes. And so that is just something that you can do like you it, nothing it, you don't have to buy everything. It's like what can you craft and also add to the boxes that again is going to bring a smile to a child's face. Oh, and it was so much fun and to think that you could take something that you would throw out mm-hmm. and make it into a treasure yes. that something somebody will value. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just so exciting. I love that you were doing that too. So we're going to take a break right now and when we come back we'll hear more from our guest today, Jennifer Browning. Clearly, it's not too early for thinking about Christmas gift giving. We hope you'll be inspired to give a shoebox gift to a child in need this year. Jennifer and the people at Samaritan's Purse Organization sure have made it easy. Stay tuned for more details or simply check out our show notes. Last year, about this time, we featured Christy Arrington, the gift drive coordinator for the Texas Baptist Children's Home. Visit our site at nis.media, that's now I see, nis.media, and search our archives to hear that fun conversation. We'll be posting the 2022 wish list on our platform soon, so keep your eyes open for that. As Jennifer and Christy point out, it sure is fun to shop for toys for kids. Or maybe you're in the mood to buy gifts for yourself or the people on your own list. While you're on our site, click the Authors tab and find some great books for children and adults. We've got a growing selection of fiction and biographies, romances and westerns, poetry and how-tos. Really, there's something for everyone. We appreciate the gift of your time each week and your willingness to share our show with your family and friends. We also love it when you mention us on your socials. Leave us a good rating and review or add a comment to our conversational threads at NowICPod. Please let us know what you think of the work we're doing here and how we can serve you better. 
We want our show to feel like a gift of love from us to you. As you pull up a chair, sip your pumpkin latte, and enjoy a conversation with friends. Last week, we featured highlights from previous guests who talked about their experiences of moving forward. In the coming weeks, we'll hear from Helen Funderburg of Celebrate Recovery, an organization that helps people move forward from addictions, hurts, and hang-ups. And we'll hear comedian Karen Robertson, who will show us how we can move forward with gratitude and joy. I know you're looking forward to hearing more from our guest today, Jennifer Browning. So let's get right back to it. We're back from our break today with Jennifer Browning of Operation Christmas Child. Before our break, we were talking about some of the um, ways that people can help by preparing boxes and what they can put in them. Now I'd like to hear some stories about people who've received those boxes. Have you got some to tell us today? Okay. So, yes. So Alex um, is a national speaker uh, for Operation Christmas Child, and he received a shoebox when he was a child. So he was a boy in Rwanda. His family was killed during the genocide, and he went to an orphanage. And while he was at the orphanage, when he was seven, he received a shoebox. And so that shoebox showed him about the hope and love of him during a very dark time. Mm. And so to him, that shoebox shows every time he packs one, it's to let a child know that they are loved and not forgotten. And so I just love that. (laughs) And another boy from Rwanda, Eves, his family... Uh, fled before the genocide. He was actually, uh, his mother was pregnant with him when the Rwanda genocide Mm -hmm. was happening. And so they fled the country. And so um, they were um, refugees for the first 14 years of his life. And so he was in Togo. And um, during that time, he never got to meet any of his family because his family members were all killed during the genocide. Mm. And so he just talks about this hatred that he had for mankind. And his parents were, his dad was a pastor, his mom, you know, in the church, he grew up reading the Bible, you know, praying, but his heart was heartened, you know. Of course, of course, so much love. And so he talks about like when he received that shoebox, you know, he received a scarf that he wanted to trade for another scarf because he was like, it's hot. Why do I want a scarf? And he talks about the shiny little red, you know, car that he got that he loved that was his treasured items. But then the one that broke his heart was a little sticky note. And it said, God loves you, Jesus loves you, and I love you. Mm. And he talks about how the first two he'd heard before. But that third one is the one that got him. Because the mankind that he hated didn't hate him back. Mm. That's so good. And so he talks about that. So he does a much better way of telling that. So if you're interested in in hearing his exact words, you can uh, look on the... Samaritan's Purse website, and um, his name is Eves, which is Y-V-E-S, and it's just such a powerful story to hear him talk about um, how that note in that shoebox is what um, hardened his heart, um, and, or, un, you know, broke through his mm-hmm. hardened heart, mm-hmm. um, and so that he could see um, what a, the shoeboxes are doing for children around the world, and so that's why he's packs today. I think that's one of the reasons that uh, my family and I have so enjoyed that. It's not just giving toys. It's bringing mm-hmm. hope. Right. Some of these children haven't been given gifts. Their mm-hmm. pam- families are so impoverished. Or if they're orphans, mm-hmm. you know, they have nothing to call their own until a box comes. Right. And that's why even like the simplest thing, like a toothbrush, you may think like, well, why am I going to pack a toothbrush? 
Well, there was a lady who told the story about how that toothbrush was her most prized possession wow. in her shoebox because she was in an orphanage where they all shared one toothbrush. Oh, my. And so after that, she had her own cherished toothbrush. And so, you know, to think about the things we take for granted are so simple. Um, for me, mine was I was never my first couple of years packing shoeboxes. You know, I didn't pack the big erasers until I read about how the children would they actually erase their papers and they write over and over and over on the same sheet of paper because it'll until it gets a hole in it because they only have that one notebook. And wow. so from that point, I was like, oh, we're throwing in two, three <laughs> erasers, Absolutely. you know, to make sure we're throwing in full spiral notebooks, you know, um, a mother, you know, telling, you know, saying thank you to the pastor and Operation Christmas Child because their child got um, pencils because in some places they have to rent pencils or they can't go to school Oh my! and, or they have to have it on their own. And so the families couldn't afford to pay for buy pencils or rent. But now because of that, that meant that child could go to school. Um, and so it's just simple things like that, that just love how um, they can impact a child. That is so amazing. And to think that something so little could make such a big Mm -hmm. difference. So who doesn't want to give a child a present at Christmas? Right. How can people do this? How can they join you in this exciting work? Um, so they can find a shoebox, pack it up and drop it off. It's always the third week of November is National Collection Week. Um, it's from Monday through Monday. And they can there's 4000 locations around the US, they can go to the Samaritan's Purse website. Um, SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. That's easy. Um, and it will tell them exactly their nearest drop-off location. And they can take it during those hours and drop off their shoebox. How fun. They don't have to just drop off one. Right. You can drop off and pack as many because every shoebox is a gospel opportunity for a child. So the more you pack, the more children are going to hear about it. And so the average statistic is that um, every box, then you will have, will reach, um, an average of 10 people. So oh. when you say, well, how is that 10? Well, it's parents, it's family members, it's grandparents. These are communities that are being changed. Um, and last year I received, or in January, I received an email from a pastor in Ukraine who, uh, we actually packed our boxes two years ago. Wow. And so it's amazing to see that God held those shoe boxes to be delivered in January to East Ukraine, and that the war would be breaking out a few months later. So those children were receiving that light, that hope right before a dark hour was about to happen for them. Wow. And so, and then another pastor I received this summer, um, an email from him, and he talked about, you know, thanking us for our shoeboxes that we had packed. And because of that, that outreach event, they were starting a new church, a wow. church that was starting, they were building some benches. And that was going to be their new church. And it was a church started with children and their parents. Wow. And so it's amazing to see our shoe boxes full circle and what they're doing. So when you pack your box, you know, pack a personal note, you know, to tell them how much you love them and care for them and praying for them. Uh, attach a picture if you want to, but leave your email address, you know, so that people can, you know, they can reach back out to you and let them let you know. Um, I've received several pictures. Um, of little children that have received our shoe boxes throughout the years from parents and siblings, you know, just to say thank you. Wow, that's mm -hmm. amazing. So is there a way to track your box through the system? Yes, actually. What? Yes. I, I was just fishing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, there is. It's called um you can follow your box. And so 
when you actually go online to um, print out your label, there's a $10 um, shipping, um, which helps to get the shoe box. It covers the expense of, you know, processing the shoe box, getting the shoe box to its final destination all across the world. Um, it takes, um, I just shipped a box to Montana and it cost me $30. So $10 is no um, high expense. It also pays for all the training uh, that they're doing overseas and that greatest gift that we talked about, that little booklet that every child's going to receive. And so when you do that, you can print out your label. And what it will do is at the processing center, they will uh, scan the code. And when you log back in later, you can uh, put in your email address and you can see where your boxes have gone. So our church boxes have gone to places like Botswana, Ukraine, Haiti, uh, Colombia, Belize, I mean, just all over the world. The Philippines, I was surprised, you know, to see that one. And so, you know, don't get uh, discouraged when you see um, like your box might not be quite there in January, in December during, um, but, you know, keep checking back. And I've had some that have shipped in the summer, you know, because of just, you know, timelines for shipping. You know, sometimes they're delayed, but, and boxes are distributed um, all year long. These aren't distributed. While it's called Operation Christmas Child, um, and yes, it was originally for um, distribution at Christmas time, now boxes are distributed throughout the year um, at distribution events. So you may see, you know, an email come in for a thank you, you know, in the middle of July or the middle of November, and you're like, hey, I just did my box. Well, it was from a previous year. Um, so it's great to see. Really fun. So when families are packing boxes, should they consider the age or the gender of a child? So when you pack your box, you'll actually pick a range. So you'll pick a boy or a girl, and then you'll pick either a two to four, a five to nine, or a 10 to 14. And so people are always asking like, well, which one's the under? So five to nine is definitely the most boxes that are received because we all know that's so easy to buy for. (laughs) Absolutely. Good place to start. Yes. Two to four. Those toys are a little expensive, but (laughs) we still love to pack. And then 10 to 14. And so the only thing for 10 to 14 is just make sure you're throwing in some fun. Sometimes people are like, oh, let's throw in tools and things like that. And while those are amazing and absolutely, uh, we just still want to remember their children and they still like fun. So you want to throw in a couple of cars and things like that. So. Oh, that is so much fun. So you've got a big push coming up because it's National Collection Week. So remind us again. Yes. So the third week, um, you can go and drop off your shoebox. Um, between a Monday and a Monday for the third week of November. Yes. Okay. Um, And so while, while you mentioned that operation Christmas child and you try to focus on Christmas, Mm -hmm. you're distributing boxes all year. You're also leading a group of volunteers all year. What do you do when it's not Christmas? Yes. So yes. So I'm on an area team of year round volunteers. So we uh, come together and throughout the year we are helping to support Um, project leaders that are responsible for leading um, at their church for packing boxes, um, helping them with ideas for year-round volunteer, I mean, for uh, year-round packing, um, you know, so that they can find the deals and things like that and help um, with their church identify for fundraising, different things like that. But we're there to help equip and train um, the local project leaders. Sometimes there's some misconceptions about you know, Operation Christmas Child. And so we can help them. And then we have um, our engagement season where we're engaging new churches, new community groups, new student groups um, to let them know that there's this amazing ministry that's out there and available to them. 
and it's letting them be a missionary and not having to travel, you know, and so it's a great opportunity for them um, to be the hands and feet of Christ um, here on this side. Well, I love that there are opportunities available all year round because sometimes it's really hard to find time in the busy holiday season. Mm -hmm. But by then, a lot of your work is done. Yes. And so we have every area teams have leadership positions. They have um, team member positions, which are those that are equipping. We have uh, we need prayer team members that are there to help pray. You know, Nehemiah, half of the people were there to defend. That's what we need. Um, All of those prayer team members to help support the team and cover them in prayer. And then we have our supportive roles, um, admin roles, and then we have even media support roles uh, that are there to help get the message out to the media. Well, and you said you got started by considering being an organizer for your church, being the liaison between Mm -hmm. the organization and your church. I imagine you're looking for people like that all the time too. Yes, absolutely. Project leaders are in um, the local church. Anyone that organizes and helps pack boxes on behalf of a group or even your family, you're considered a project leader. And so you're helping to lead others in packing boxes. So I attended a church um, a packing party once where people didn't necessarily bring their own full boxes and mm-hmm. slap labels on them. They brought just crates full of Beanie Babies and toys and Matchbox cars and school supplies and then kind of assembly line style filled boxes. And the church made a huge event out of it, which made it so much fun and really helped put that whole church family in the mood for Christmas shopping and giving. Mm -hmm. The children were involved. It wasn't just something the adults were doing. I just loved the experience, not only for that church family, but also for the people who would be the recipients of the labor of love that they did. Yes. Packing parties are an option where you get people to uh, donate items and then you come together and you pack those boxes. Uh, That's what we do at our church. We do both where you have individual families that may pack, but then we always have a church-wide packing party where we all come together um, and pack those boxes um, and then pray over them and then get them to the drop-off locations. Which is ridiculously fun. (laughs) So, And there's another way for people to give, people who aren't yet ready to come out um, because of health reasons Mm -hmm. or mobility issues or um, they don't know how to shop. Maybe they, you know, it's been a long time since they've had to shop for Littles. What are some of the ways they can help? So we have what's called Build a Shoebox Online, and they can actually go online and for $25, um, they can actually pick the toys that they want. It gives them like a little uh, list of options. I kind of think of it like the Chipotle line, um, you know, so where you're like, oh, I want one of this, one of this, two of this. Um, and then at the end, they can do their personal note, upload a photo if they want to, and they're going to be able to track their box on where it goes. And so those boxes will be packed in the January, February time period uh, by volunteers that will come on site to Samaritan's Purse um, and will pack the boxes specifically to the way that they wanted those boxes to be, you know, done. And what's really amazing about that program is those are the boxes that most likely will go to what's called our hard to reach areas. Mm -hmm. And so those are areas where um, you can't, you know, express the gospel message out loud. But the gospel message is still there and it's being delivered just maybe in homes and different things. So it's not the, you know, big, wide open space Um, or maybe there's cultural reasons. Maybe there's something, you know, from a cultural perspective, there's certain things you can't have in the box. And so in order for that to be controlled, those are done through those build a shoe boxes where you still have an open event. It's just making sure that there's nothing that's going to be culturally offensive in the boxes. Oh, so smart, because I wouldn't have even 
have even thought of that. Um, and we certainly don't want to create an offense with right. a gift. Yes. <laughs> um, and you will not turn away any donations made online to Absolute. help just cover the fees for the shipping and the distribution. Absolutely. At any time, they can go to Samaritan's Purse, and there's um, an area where they can select. And, of course, Samaritan's Purse is an international relief organization. So there are many more amazing uh, groups out there that they can donate to as well. Um, if their heart's not an Operation Christmas Child, they're still out there for other ones. But if they want to donate specifically to Operation Christmas Child or even to The Greatest Journey, which is a discipleship program, they can identify that one specifically when they're making their donation. Oh, fabulous. Well, there's really no excuse that there is you there. Go. <laughs> and there is one more opportunity where they can do uh, come volunteer at the processing center. So after you've dropped off your shoebox, uh, there's eight locations around the United States where they can come and see the next step of the shoebox where they're, you know, where we go through the shoe boxes and we make sure because sometimes people will put, there's a couple of no-no items um, like toothpaste and candy. Um, and you're like, why? But those are, it's hard to get those through customs in other countries because of medical and food regulations and things like that. So we just make sure those aren't in the box, but the box keeps its integrity. Uh, we don't take anything out of the box unless it's on that no-no list. Um, and we make sure it's a nice full box before it heads out to those children. Very nice. Very nice. And we have one of those packing um, locations here right, in the yes, Dallas area. Right north of Dallas-Fort Worth Airport in Capel, we have the Southwest Ministry Center. And so you can volunteer there from the second, um, uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving all the way through the third week in December. And so you can sign up for that on the Samaritan's Purse website to volunteer. Oh, and imagine the people you'll meet there. How very fun. Yes. <laughs> well, as we close out our shows today, is there anything you'd like people to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? I, just to know that uh, when you're packing your shoebox, that that child is only going to receive one shoebox in their whole life. And so mm, we just want to make one. sure it's a beautifully, qual you know, quality items. Um, that those children are going to love and cherish and adore. And again, that box is an expression of God's love. And so we want to make sure we're expressing uh, God's love with that quality full, full box. And so we try to say air is for balloons, not for shipping and not for putting in boxes. So mm. we want to fill every nook and cranny of that box with items. And um, just to let people know that since 1993, more than 198 million shoe boxes. And over 170 countries have been, have been received. Wow. And this year we have a goal of 11 million shoe boxes. Wow. Um, but there are 1.9 billion children in the world. So mm -hmm. while we say, oh, I've packed my boxes, there are still so many children to be reached. And so we just want to keep packing those boxes so that we can fulfill the uh, great commission of Matthew 28, 19, and 20, which is, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Mm. And that's what Operation Christmas Child does, evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. And just offering hope and encouragement so that every child who receives a box, as you mentioned your stories, knows there's, that they're not alone. Yes. That somebody loves them. Yes, absolutely. So, so important. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been so much fun. Tell us one more time how people can get a hold of information about Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child. Yes, you can visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. And it has a wealth of information, resources, videos. 
Um, and then the site will also help contact you. You can get in contact with your area team uh, so that you can have that personal touch of someone that you can go directly to with questions, invite them out to your church um, or group or organization to speak to others about Operation Christmas Child. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. It has just flown by. Thank you so much for the good information that you've given us and for the passion and the joy with which you did it. Um, It's been a lot of fun for me. And thank you so much for having us. So happy early Christmas. Yes. (laughs) Merry Christmas and happy packing. Happy packing. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. Guess we'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.